Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. Oh, this new crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm... Well, holy shit, that was crazy. Welcome to the final episode of the Moto Aftermath show for the 2018 season here. Uh, we are wrapping up Indiana. I am solo in studio here this week, and uh, Justin is out of town on a work trip, so this show will be short, sweet, and to the point because we basically had another mutter. Um, I don't think I've seen this many mutters in the last few years, and uh, it, was, it was a rough day, absolutely rough day. We were at Indiana, notorious for heavy mutters. Um, but before we jump into all that, uh, like I said, Moto Aftermath Show pre uh, presented by TLR Coatings. Um, final show of the year here, kind of wrapping up the outdoor, the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship, talking about the Ironman National here. Um, if you want to follow us and get more info on stuff, follow us on Facebook. I post all the press conferences on there that Racer X films. Um, if I have interesting stuff that pops up on my feed anywhere, um, I post it on there so that that way y'all can go to one spot and get all the info. Um, also, please like, comment, and subscribe uh, for the YouTube channel here. We're growing. We're going to continue to grow. We'll be back next year. We're not stopping. We're not slowing down. Um, I have some ideas for the offseason here as to what to do with some different things. So, Make sure to follow us on Facebook. We will have some off-season shows, too. We will have a preview and wrap-up show for Disnations as well as um, Monster Cup. Um, and then we'll probably do a silly season show somewhere in there. I don't think we'll do it here in the first. It'll probably be midway between Monster Cup and our season preview show for Supercross for next year. Um, if you're more of a listener than a watcher, you can find us on iTunes or SoundCloud, and I will try to expand that here in the off-season when I don't have a as much going on. Um, but again, at least I have the two platforms there, so you can get them on any of your devices. Um, if you want to support us monetary-wise, we have a Patreon. There are Teespring links down below. There are Amazon links down below. You just click those, go to Amazon. You can buy anything. You don't have to buy what I linked you to in Amazon. And uh, we get a small slice of that. Um, if you if you support us on Patreon, I do try to send you something. Uh, I think it's Brett, Brad, Brad, one of our last patrons there. I did try to send you something, Brad. It came back as non-deliverable. I got to see if I wrote the address wrong or something. Not to check it out, but I'm I'm trying to get it to you. Um, but anyway, um, as far as Indiana goes, the track looked about the same as last year. As much as I could tell, um, it. Like I said, it was just, it was a slot fest. It was a mud fest. Um, and that's really all there is to say about the track. Uh, as far as some other news goes for this week, before we kind of, you know, jump into the actual racing action here, Aaron Plessinger is moving up to the 450s. He signed a two-year deal, three-year deal with Yamaha to ride 450s full-time starting in 19. Um, so uh, Yamaha officially announced him and Barsha as the 450 team which means webs out which is kind of confirming our webs going to ktm silly season rumor we've heard 
Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, other than that, man, we're really, there's really not a lot going on here. We're kind of in that kind of weird time of the year where like the season's over, but we can't actually talk about next season yet because their contracts all run through the first of October, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's really weird. Um, but anyway, so that's all I have for the intro and let's kick it off. We'll go to 450s here. Okay, 450s here. So uh, let's just start with the big story of the day. Eli Tomac goes out and nails down his second straight motocross title. Um, first person to repeat since... Uh, did they say Ricky today on the broadcast? I don't remember. Um, but he's the first dude in a while to go back-to-back -back outdoor titles in 450s, which is super impressive. Congratulations to Eli. I mean, it was a hell of a season. And realistically, how close it was at the end doesn't really signify, I guess, how this title went. Because, I mean, he really was pretty dominant most of the year. Um, the day was interesting. Uh, we thought he was going to clinch at the first one. Marv made a, a last, I think it was with two laps to go, he passed uh, Phil to end up pushing it to the last moto there. And basically in the last moto, Marv had to win and Eli had to finish 21st or worst. Um for him to win it, but uh, Marv didn't win, and Eli didn't finish 21st or worse, so uh, all in all, I mean, great season for him, now it's just like, can he can he pull down a Supercross title, you know, it was the big thing, maybe, maybe not, I'm not, I don't know that he can keep it off the ground, I don't, I don't know that he can in Supercross to win that title, so we'll just have to wait and see, but that's a, that's a discussion for another time, now also, uh, in 450s, let's give a shout out to all of the uh, all the privateers that we're doing pretty good here. Um, Dylan Merriam, uh, another hole shot, and then had two crashes in the first moto. Didn't have a great day, but you know, up front leading again, good signs from him. Uh, Phil led early in moto one two. Uh, Reed was third early, so that was kind of cool. Reed had two really good starts, had the cheater line, as they said in the uh, press conference on the inside gate there, kind of running on the grass, um, and actually whole shot at the second moto. Um, and, you know, Reed was Reed was actually fairly impressive. Now, he had got kind of lucky with Mud because it was the great equalizer. So he, as he said, it was a little tougher on the body um, due to the weight of the Mud, but as far as pushing the pace physicality-wise, it wasn't as bad. Um, and Reed did end up going 5'8 uh, for 8th overall. He seemed happy about it in the, in the interviews I heard. I would call that a good day for him. For a guy who hasn't raced outdoors since, like, 15, I mean, he did do that one GP, but whatever. Um, you know, not bad. Uh, Kenny had a pretty good day, showed us his GP skills in the mud, uh, going 3-2 uh, for second overall, and then edging out Barsha by one point for third in the championship. Um, so good job for Kenny. Uh, they kind of were asking him, you know, are you sad you didn't, you know, do better this year? And Kenny's like, you know, honestly, I just want to make it through. And I think it was a great building year and a good stepping stone for Kenny here on his comeback. 
of he went out, he got some moto wins, he's got race time under his belt, so now he can go into the offseason healthy, have a great offseason, and hopefully come out swinging in Supercross, and that just makes the racing better for all of us because if you have Eli, Marv, and uh, Kenny all going at each other, it's going to be a good Supercross season. Uh, speaking of Barsha, Barsha goes 1-1 on the day. Um, he did everything he could to try to get third overall in points. I mean, he went 1-1. There was nothing more he could have done. Uh, including three crashes in the second moto with two laps to go. That was pretty pretty good. Um, but he did do that, and it actually gives me some confidence going into Desnations uh, with the team we have. I was a little weary of Barsha. Um, not that I really thought there was a better third pick, but I was like, man, he has been kind of struggling. But these last few rounds, he's done really, really well. Um, and like I said, 1-1 yesterday in the mud. Um, actually makes me feel good because... The weather we have in Michigan here that first weekend of October, there's a good chance it could be raining. So, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. We obviously all have no idea, but um, at least it makes me feel better about it. And uh, good on him. He signed uh, another two-year deal with Yamaha, three, two or three, two. So he uh, did pretty pretty good. Um, the Marv Webb battle in the second moto was epic absolutely old school marvin muskin versus cooper webb um back and forth uh no holds bar and went at it just forever and it was great and it kind of leads into well if coop goes to ktm and he goes down to train with alden how is this going to work because you're then going to have marv anderson webb and osborne Four full-time 450 guys all training together. All of them think they should be the big shit. Now, I'm sure Osborne next year is going to kind of be backseated a little bit because he it, it's his rookie year in the 450s. But, I mean, you have Webb, who we all know Webb's temperament. Um, so I don't know how that would work. But it was it was a great battle. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch the second, moto, second 450 moto. Webb and Marv going back and forth. It was good. Um, by the time the second 450 moto rolled around, it was uh, the track had come around a little bit. It had quit raining for a while. It was kind of like a goat trail almost, but it wasn't horrible. But I'll tell you what, there were still some spots. If you got off in the slop, you could bury your bike very, very easily and not get it out for the rest of the day. So, um, God, I really don't have a lot more to talk about. I mean, it was kind of like uh, just a end of season race there really wasn't a ton going on um the 450s especially weren't that exciting the 250s were less exciting outside of qualifying so um yeah that's pretty much all i have for 450s since justin's not here to bounce anything off of so whatever uh but let's move on to 250s and we'll get this wrapped up quick for you guys So 250s, um, again, as boring as the 450s were, the 250s were even more boring. There were less battles. There really wasn't a, a ton going on. <sighs> so first moto, um, Justin Cooper got a big hole shot, which, uh, you know, nothing really strange. Um, and realistically, I guess the stories of the day from, uh, from the 250 class was coming out of qualifying. So in qualifying, 
the B group goes before the A group. Well, it wasn't raining as hard when the B group went out, so the track was about 15 seconds a lap faster. Um, long story lo long story short, we basically had three or four factory dudes that didn't qualify because the track was so bad, including Shane McElrath had to use provisionals to get in, and when they used provisionals to get in, it actually bumped, I think Mosman and Cantrell got bumped out or something like that. I, there was a couple guys there at the bottom that were on factory teams, but they were rookies and they were, they were going to get bumped. Um, but anyway, Justin Cooper gets a big hole shot the first one, first moto, and then AP takes control not too long in and is just gone. And we kind of all saw this coming. A, it was a mutter, which AP always rides good in mutters. B, it was Indiana. AP always rides great in Indiana. C, AP wrapped the title last week, so he had absolutely zero pressure. And D, he already has his 450 ride signed, dotted, and delivered, and announced. So he had no pressure to go out and perform this week, which means he could go out and perform, and if he hit the deck, whatever, he didn't care. So really wasn't a shock. Second 250 moto, I mean, you have Sexton has a few wild crashes, um, those Geico boys were right up front with AP. Uh, yeah, Fernandez was right up front. I mean, but it really, there wasn't like a lot of passing or anything. There was guys would tip over or there would be a lapper in a rut in a way and they would get stuck behind them. And so you would have somebody get by. But as far as like actual battles, there really wasn't a lot. It was really, really boring to watch actually. Um, AP went out and dominated again, uh, going 1-1 on the day. Uh, Hampshire second for with 4-3, and then Sexton rounds out the podium with 3-5 for third overall. So, I mean, the Geico boys pick it up at the end of the year. They both get on the box two weeks in a row, so that was pretty good. And then you've got AP wins again. Again, not a shock, and again, makes me feel better about going into Desnations if we have mud. Um because AP is obviously great in the mud, and I don't think there's anybody better on a 250F in the world at mud than AP, to be real honest with you. I would be highly shocked to see anyone that's better than him in the mud on a 250F, especially at those nations. So, um, and other than that, Justin Cooper, rookie season, third in points. Good on him. So, and I mean, that was pretty much it for the 250. There just wasn't a lot. I mean, you had... um. Uh, what is it, Medaglia? Medaglia from Canada. He was good. He was in the top 10 overall, so that was cool. And, um, uh, gosh, I can't remember the kid's name that, qual that qualified first, uh, but some privateer qualified first. They were interviewing him for the, for the TV qualifying, and it was funny because it was like, wow, you can tell this guy doesn't do a lot of interviews, but good on him for qualifying first. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. The, the most exciting thing was the qualifying, basically, with this, and who was in and who was not. So I heard an interview with McElrath, and he felt like he was pushing and really getting there, and his mechanic was still ready, need six seconds on the board, and he's like, there's no way. I, can't, I cannot find another six seconds on this track anywhere. It's so bad. So that just tells you how bad it actually was. Um, so yeah, so that's basically going to wrap up this episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by TLR Coatings. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Sorry it was so short, but not a lot going on combined with me being solo in studio by myself, which just gives you somewhat of my analysis. And it was a mutter, so again, it wasn't overly exciting. There wasn't anything super duper crazy wild that happened. Um, 
I just want to thank everybody for tuning in all year. If you watched, if you subscribed, if you left a comment, you bought a t-shirt, you donated on Patreon, any of that, really like to thank you guys. We have a lot more coming down the tube. We're not going anywhere. We're not going to stop. Even if, you know, we get busy with life, we will still do this show because we do this anyway. We bench race 24-7, 365. We have a group chat. We bench race in all the time. If we're together, we bench race in all the time. And that's basically what this show was created for, was to bench race for you guys and then give you a platform to bench race back and forth with us. So um, if anybody is going to Desnations, we will see you guys there. We will be there all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so make sure if you see us, me or Justin, stop us, say hi. You know, we'll be more than happy to, to bench race with you guys when we're there. Um, make sure you follow us on Facebook. Make sure you click the links down below. Go buy a t-shirt or go buy uh, something on Amazon or, you know, donate on Patreon. Help support us so we can get to more of these races. We are uh, already looking at 2019 plans here. I'm waiting for that Supercross schedule to be finalized so I can figure out which ones I'm going to and let you guys know. And other than that, we have about three weeks off here. I think we're going to go, it's going to be two or three weeks before we do a show um, and it will be the Desnations preview show, uh, which we are super pumped about because it's right in our backyard, basically. So, um, so yeah, definitely be doing that. So definitely keep an eye out for that, but we will obviously be making announcements and you guys will see it again. Just another reason to subscribe on YouTube or follow us on Facebook. Um, so that that way you can get all the up-to-date information on the newest shows and everything. And, uh, that's it. Again, all I can say is thanks, guys. It's been a great two years, and uh, year number three coming up. So we'll see you guys in a few weeks for Desnations.